Welcome to episode 21 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. I'm excited that each week I'm blessed to be joined by my co-host, Jennifer Fletcher. What's up, Jen? Woohoo! How you doing? Hey, I'm Jennifer, and I actually do volunteer with students. I worked in student ministry vocationally for a while, and now I'm just volunteering. And so I understand what your day-to-day life is and that you're listening to this podcast on two speed as you get through all the things you have to do. But we are glad you're here with us. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, friends, before we jump into today's episode, if you could just take a moment and please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. And uh we would just love it if you leave a review for us. It really does help us out as far as getting the word out about the podcast. Yeah. And today, hey, Chris, we've got Shane Pruitt with us. Shane, how you doing? Hey, friends. How are y'all? It's such an honor to be on. And- yeah. And Shane, you are the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how you got to that role, your background, how you know students and youth ministry. Yeah, Sure. Um, yeah, I um, have an awesome wife named Casey. We've been married almost 19 years. I almost have a children's ministry in our house. We have six kids. Nice. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, so everything's from the overflow of that. Uh, I was a youth pastor uh, for uh, 12 years and then in a next-gen role at a, a local church where I was overseeing like uh, youth and young adults and leading that team. Uh, did that for several years, and then we planted a church. I was a lead pastor. Served for our uh, state convention in Texas for five years and now been in this role with NAM for three years. Uh, and what that means as National Next Gen Director means I help lead all of our ministries and our team towards young adults, college students, and teenagers. But really, our heroes and all that, we love students, but our heroes are those who are on the front lines of equipping the next generation to be the right now church and with the gospel. So, really, our, our heartbeat is to resource, equip, coach, network, uh, encourage next-gen leaders. So I love what I get to do. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, one of the things that's unique, I think, about what you get to do in this new role, Shane, and one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on is you really are blessed to get to travel the country and you are, are, are getting to speak to thousands of teenagers these days. But in that, I think, especially in light of being on the longer or, or the uh, youth ministry podcast, I said my old podcast just then, <laughs> uh, youth ministry podcast for volunteers, the volunteer podcast. You know, I know you run into tons of volunteers while you're out on the road speaking, and you know the value of volunteers, the impact they have on youth ministry. Absolutely. Literally heroes. And I don't say that lightly, literally heroes. I mean, just statistically alone, when you think of 77% of all Christians, uh, surrender to Jesus before the age of 18. So literally youth leaders are on the front lines of our evangelical efforts because we know God can save whom he wants, when he wants, but practically speaking, the older people get, the less likely they are to come to Jesus or the harder they are to reach. So I want to say thank you so much for what you are doing. Um, you are doing Psalm 145.4. I love it where King David says, one generation shall declare the mighty acts of God to the next generation. So you're doing that verse. So thank you so much. Love it, love it, love it. Well, Shane, I asked you to come on also specifically to talk today. Um, you're also getting to speak into some pretty hot topics these days. Some cultural type things we're going through in our like in the church and in the country. Um, and so I asked you to come on to talk specifically about this idea of staying current without compromise. 
And here's kind of the background on staying current without compromise for those of y'all that are listening. In my experience, and Jennifer, you know, as, as, as you've worked with recruiting volunteers over the years, we have both have had moments where uh, we've tried to recruit a volunteer and a volunteer has maybe a little bit of a mindset. I just don't know if I'm, I'm like, you know, up on everything enough or I'm cool enough or whatever that might be to work with teenagers. I just don't think they'll get me or whatever. Right. So there's a little bit of that approach, but I also think um, that with that fear at times, nowadays, especially there's a little bit of a fear that comes with being a volunteer because of the so many incredibly challenging uh, topics and things that we're going through in our, in our, in our country, in our world, really, uh, that, that we're a little bit afraid to have to deal with. So, so, so I'd like to maybe think along the lines, Hey, volunteer, um, here's how you can stay current, meaning here's how you can address some of those hot topics, some of those really challenging issues, issues like transgender, homosexuality, uh, marriage uh, equality, all of those type of things, issues related to abortion, all of these big things. How can we talk about those things, staying current, but not compromising just being careful with that. So Shane, you've brought a few ideas uh, to the table. So let's just jump into those, man. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. First of all, let me just encourage you with like, if you're going, I'm having such a hard time keeping up with all the changes in culture. I'm having a hard time keeping up with all these words that are being used. Uh, I just want you to know you're not alone. We, we all are. It is a grind. It's a process. Um, I even think of a good friend of mine who uh, was a student pastor at a very large church where he was overseeing all the student ministries for all of their campuses, seven campuses. And he was in student ministry for 24 years. Uh, he stepped away for three years to become a campus pastor of a church. And he goes, hey, this isn't for me. I want to go be back for with teenagers. So he has just started being a youth pastor again. And after being a youth pastor for 24 years, he stepped away for three. He's come back and he goes, Shane, I'm lost. Like student ministry today is so different than it was even three years ago. And there's kids using language and saying that they're identifying as this. And he goes, I've never even heard these terms before. So I just want you to know we're all in the same boat together. Yeah, let me just give you three quick things. Uh, number one, and I know it sounds like a Sunday school answer, but, but it's so true. You have to do it. Hey, stick to the word of God. The word of God is always relevant for every topic, every situation in life. Um, in fact, I love Hebrews 4.12 when the writer of Hebrews is describing the word of God. Um, everything he uses to describe the word of God is present tense talk. It's not past tense talk. And you think about it, he says, you know, the word is sharper, active, living, cutting. Like it's all present tense talk. It's not past tense talk because the Bible is not a history book. It's a living book. It's always relevant. You know, and so, Chris, you know, I get those questions a lot. Hey, what's the best book out there on transgender? What's the best book out there on, you know, homosexuality or what's the best book out there on navigating all this kind of pluralism, you know, the worship of many gods. I say, Hey, the new Testament's pretty good. And what I mean by that is if you go back in context, 2000 years ago, under the rule of the Roman empire, all this stuff was prevalent then. That's why Paul addressed it. You know, Romans one was written for a reason because that's what was going on in the culture at the time. Um, all the talk where he was talking about, you know, homosexuality and bestiality and all those kind of things. That's what was taking place in the culture. So that's why he talked about. It. So I want you just to know, like, hey, the same Bible that was relevant then is relevant 
today. Stick to the word of God. All those things were relevant in Rome. And here is the gospel still going forward. Here is the kingdom still advancing. Here's the disciples really who are young people turning the world upside down for the name and the fame and the glory of King Jesus. So I want to say, hey, stick to the word of God. Meaning if you're going to teach on some of these cultural topics, or if you're going to address a hot button issue, Make sure your Bible teaching or your sermon or your small group, whatever you're leading, is saturated with Scripture. And, and here's the reason why. When you're working with Gen Z and the alpha generation coming up, anytime that you talk about anything that has to do with gender or sexuality, they're going to tend to think you're being political. And we're not being political. We're being biblical. So here's what we want to do is saturate all that with Scripture. That way... They understand it's the Bible saying these things and not your opinions, right? Because at the end of the day, we're not trying to teach them our politics or our opinions or our agendas. We're trying to teach them the word of God. So number one, make sure you stick to the word of God. It is relevant. Saturate everything with scripture. Number two, I would want to encourage you with this is don't. Can we jump in on number one? Yeah, jump in on number one. Yeah, yeah. Go, man. I'll Jennifer, just I'm just curious, like as a, from, yeah, yeah. from a small group leader perspective, like how, how is that, how's that landing with you? Because it feels like to me that uh, your girls, for instance, they would want, they would be more interested in what God's word says than your opinion about all of that stuff. Would you agree with that? I think it's so great. And I think it also gives you as a small group leader confidence, like you are equipped. Jesus has equipped us and given us his word, what, what we need in order to share his good news with students. And so when we come with all this anxiety over, am I going to phrase things correctly? Am I going to explain this issue? Am I going to really make them listen and understand what my opinion on this is? That's when we fail. When we come and we know God's given me everything I need, He's given me His Holy Spirit to speak, He's given me His Word with what to say, then our our job in those situations is to help students engage with what the Lord's already spoken to them. And so I think it yep. it really helps take the pressure off. You don't have to create some new thing. You need to know the, the word, but you don't have to create the opinion on these topics. You just have to point them to Jesus and what he's already told them. Yeah. And Shane, you know, sometimes we've got youth pastors listening to this or, or the people that actually do lead to youth ministries as well. And I think this is an opportunity to nudge there a little bit in terms of just saying part of what we need to be equipping our volunteers with is the tools, not necessarily some book on, and, and those things matter. I'm not saying those things matter, but honestly, just, Hey, here's what the Bible does in fact teach about this subject. I think, I think that's great. And I think that's as a volunteer, also to remind yourself, you might not be the youth pastor. You didn't go to seminary. You don't, you know, so sometimes it can feel intimidating. I'm not a Bible scholar. Am I, am I literate enough in the word of God to teach these things? And that's where I would say, be genuine with your students and authentic and say, hey, these are some great, great questions. I want to open up scripture with you. I'm going to do some research on what scripture says. Don't just feel like you have to understand all the nuances of scripture by yourself you seek it out and, and use your pastors and resources to help you understand it before you then teach it to your students. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I love what you y'all are saying, because it takes the pressure off too to go, at the end of the day, I don't have to know what some TikTok celebrity says. Right. I know what the Apostle Paul says. I'm just going to stick to that. You know? Thank you so much for the freedom there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's all awesome. good. All right, what you got for number two? That yeah, was good. Yeah, that's a good two, one. It's how you gonna be number two. You yeah, start yeah, off with yeah, the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start off with the Bible, and where are you gonna go next? Yeah, I just like, everything else is downhill from this, this point. Of number two is like, hey, just take a deep breath. Uh, take the pressure off. It's like at the end of the day, you don't have to chase 
every cultural story. Um, and I think that's sometimes the pressure too, is like we think every cultural story or every news story, if we're going to say relevant, then we have to address it. We have to chase it because what you'll find yourself is if you chase everything in the news or if you chase everything going on in culture, you'll almost find yourself being more like a news anchor or some kind of cultural commentator than really a Bible teacher. So you don't have to chase everything because if you do that, you'll be so distracted. I think sometimes if we're not careful, that's actually where we can get to a dangerous area is when we feel the pressure to have to chase every news story and address it. And then we're more chasing that than letting the word of God dictate where we go. Because I'm a big fan of text driven teaching, like meaning like let the scripture dictate this, you know, the topic, let the scripture dictate the illustration, let the scripture dictate the application. And if we start chasing a bunch of cultural stories, then we'll let that be the dictator instead of scripture. So I'm just saying, don't feel the pressure that you have to chase and address every single thing going on. Yeah. I think that's so true too, with remembering how um, all over the place and self-centered a little bit teenagers can be sometimes, you know, I, I lead high school girls and um, you know, in our country, there's been a lot of women's rights stuff going on and opinions on women. And so I came into small group one week after this had been real heavy in the news and thought, I've got upperclassmen high school girls. This is all they're going to want to talk about. They don't want to talk about it at all, man. It was not on their radar that week. They had other things going on. So it was a good reminder to me of they might want to talk later about these issues, but teenagers might not be following the news in the same way that you are. Yeah, I'll tell you guys, I learned this as a parent. It has actually, you know, I've, I've risen teen, like I've raised teenagers at this point. I have teenagers going through my house and I'm I learned one married. thing as a, and one's about to get married. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, so, so that said, uh, like I learned that once Wendy and I gave ourselves permission to not know everything all the time, like that, that was okay. Yep. Like saying to my kids, Hey, listen, I don't really understand that fully at this point that there was actually freedom in that. And they didn't really hold that against me. And they were more interested in the relationship that I was bringing Absolutely. to them, the yep. love that I was showing them, the care that I they were more interested in the life I was living than it was whether or not I understood every little single thing about everything. So we really don't have to, and, and that's, I think that's especially true for volunteers that work with teenagers. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, one thing we do know about young people is how much they do value authenticity, honesty, transparency. And so sometimes the most honest we can be is going, I don't know. Like, I don't even understand yeah, 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 the totally. language you are using, you know? And, and I think they like, they value that because you're just being you. Cause I mean, you know, I've said it many times. I really believe it. They're not looking for cool leaders. They're looking for just real authentic leaders who love no, my girls sat me down. I think it was last Sunday and they said, Hey, we need to show you this update on Snapchat because we're going to talk about it a lot. And we want you to know what we're talking about. And I, yeah. said, Thank you. I really appreciate that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they looked out for me. They know I'm not as cool <laughs> as they are. I love that. And that's such a segue to number three. So I would say, you know, number one, stick to the word of God. Don't panic. Number two, don't feel like you have to chase everything. Don't put that pressure on yourself. But number three, exactly what you just said is perfect. Um, talk about what they're talking about. Address what they're addressing. Meaning this, if you find out your students have really dove into some kind of conversation or something culturally, then address it as the word of God. So I would even do that. I remember, you know, as a youth pastor, as a pastor, if I found out a lot of people uh, in my ministry were reading a book, 
I would read that book so that I would know what they were reading so that I could speak on it. Right. So if they're talking about things, then talk about what they're talking about. Meaning this, um, you know, the big things right now, obviously, are mental, emotional health, sexuality, the gender, the things that is being shown to them on Snapchat and TikTok. And it's the things they're talking about. It's things that especially if they're in the public school that they're hearing. Right. And clubs being formed and stuff. So I would say just address the things they're talking about. Talk about the things they're talking about and know this that the Bible does speak. Um, you know, and Paul did that model. That's why I love Paul. He would do that model. If you remember when Paul was at Mars Hill and he was in the area where there was all of these statues to every God, remember that? And then yeah. there was even, and, and it just goes to show how politically correct the people of Mars Hill was because they were like, just in case we missed the God, we're going to make a statue to the unknown God. <laughs> just in case we missed, we don't want anybody to feel left out because we're really tolerant, you know? And so mm-hmm. then what did he do? He took something culturally that was very important to them that they talked about all the time and pointed out that cultural thing and go, Hey, there is a God you don't know. Let me tell you about him. And then he pointed to scripture and he pointed to Jesus. And so I think that's what we can do. Um, if they're talking about a lot of things in your Bible study or in your ministry, or in your small group, then those are the things that you can address biblically going, Hey, you know, the Bible actually speaks about this and it is an opportunity to take a cultural thing and point to Christ. Yeah. And it's okay if I don't know about it in the moment, though, for me to go, hey, you know what? Yep. I want to give me a minute because I think too often in this culture that we live in, we think everything has to have that Google answer, like an immediate, re- yep. like I need to be able to answer it immediately. But it is okay in your small group to go, hey, you know what, ladies, or you know what, fellas, we are going to talk about that. But give me a minute to research a little bit, dig in on this thing and come back to that and we'll jump into it. Yeah. And I think it speaks so much too, too. And and this has been our goal with with this podcast this whole season is just reminding you, like, you have to know your students. Yeah. You know, we can't speak to what they're culturally dealing with or the things that they're into if we're not just doing relational ministry and getting to know them. And obviously, we want to do that in a safe way. But, um, you know, it goes a long way to just have some food. And it goes a long way to... Uh, ask them about how their sports stuff went that week before you get into these topics, because then you're not always trying to relate to them about super serious stuff all the time. And so then those conversations about the serious things just come so much more naturally. Yeah. Shane, as we're putting a bow on this thing, wrapping it up on the, towards the end of this conversation, what would you say about though being smart related to all of this, just having, making wise choices and st- we want to address these things and talk about these things, but what would you say to volunteers about just being careful and making wise choices? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think this is a particular thing that's different than say student ministry or youth ministry versus like collegiate ministry or young adult ministry. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause when you're working with college students or young adults, you're dealing with adults, even though they're young, they are adults. When you're in student ministry, youth ministry, you are still dealing with minors. So I would say, you know, be smart, be wise. Um, at the end of the day, you you tend to know what's going to be, for lack of a better term, controversial or not. So I would say as a volunteer, if you are a volunteer and you're not, for that lack of a better term, main leader, I would say don't address things without the knowledge of the youth pastor and then probably typically without the knowledge of the pastor. You know, um, I know a lot of times if sensitive things are being talked about, like on a Wednesday night with the, the large group, they kind of send a warning out to the parents going, hey, we're about to jump into a, a four week series on mental, emotional health. Here are the things we're going to talk about. We want you to know that ahead of time. Please, you know, send your questions or concerns ahead of time. Or if yeah. you if you as a parent want to pull your student out for those four weeks, they have a choice to do that as a parent. Right. So I would say as much as we can keep 
our leaders in the know and our parents in the know, that's going to help us from having things blow up in our face. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it would be smart also in addition to that to make sure that, you know, because some folks listening, you're in a really small context and you have a small group of students um, and maybe even a small group of volunteers. I would just be careful about addressing those uh, type of topics just alone by yourself without some other adults present. Good word. Uh, you just want to make sure that you're bringing some other adults into that. So there's, there's just some accountability uh, to the things you're saying there, because you don't want to dress like a room full of kids and you be the only one in the room and it get taken one way and you're not having another adult to have your back, uh, you know, on that topic. So yeah, it's good stuff. Jennifer, anything to wrap up with anything to add? Yeah. I just want to, you know, encourage you if you're listening to this, like, thank you for being willing to, to want to stay culturally relevant with these students. And thank you for your willingness to want to try to help them understand how the scripture and Jesus can fit into our culture and does do how he does fit into our culture. And so I'm um, just be encouraged that sometimes these topics can feel so heavy and we can feel like, is it even worth it? But it is helping them see that Jesus is relevant to their lives today is so worth it. And so don't be discouraged if it's hard. Sometimes we understand it's hard for us sometimes, but you're doing great. And we're glad that you're willing to put the effort into it. Shane, thanks so much for spending some time with us this afternoon, man. We big time, big time, big time appreciate it. I even uh, brought my Dallas Cowboy cup out for you just as a just I'll a sign of love. You. For I'll you. pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, you have an incredible resource that some of the folks here uh, might benefit from. I love the resource that you've created for kids when they first come, uh, when they make a decision for Jesus, right? Yep. So when they first come to Christ. Uh, tell everybody about that resource and where they can find that before we wrap this thing. Yeah, great. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, it's called Life Essentials, a digital new beginner's guide for students. So when you have students begin to follow Jesus or they're even you know trying to learn those basics of the faith, um, we started you know working on a like a new resource for new beginners or that kind of like first steps of what it means to follow Jesus. And we were like, you know what? We don't want to create something else for, for students to read that they probably won't read. So what we did is we created six short videos on what it means to be a follower of Jesus in that new beginner setting. So one video is on prayer, one's on scripture reading, one's on the local church, one's on the role of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life, one's over uh, overcoming temptation, and one is over uh, sharing your testimony and the gospel with your lost friends. And all they have to do is just text the word LIFE. To 888-123. That's text the word life to 888-123. Push send. They'll get a link. They'll hit that link and they'll take them right to those six short videos. Yeah. It's awesome. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Just so folks, if you, if you heard that and you're driving and you couldn't write that down, uh, you could check out the show notes and I'll put a link to that. That's great. Right. Shane, thanks man so much. Appreciate it big time. Jennifer, you doing good? Yeah, doing well. I forgot to mention at the beginning, we got some news. If you've stayed to the end, we got yeah, some exciting news. Welcome. Miss Jennifer there. We, Jennifer, uh, what's going on in your life? Anything yeah, new Yeah, you know, we're having soon? a good time. So y'all know that I, I worked vocationally in student ministry and I stepped back to stay home with my boys. But now also we've got a baby girl coming this fall. Baby and girl. So keeping me busy. But um, yeah, we're super excited. The boys are excited. So That's here we go. That's super exciting. Well, hey, that does it for today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, and if you have any ideas, we are wrapping up this, uh, this, this season and getting ready for August. We would love to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode, you can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. 
Um, hey, and uh, thank you for uh, man the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing it to provide us as a free resource, especially. Uh, and also just for the churches that continue to give to the quad program. We really appreciate that. Jennifer, next episode looks good. Come on. It's the summer spectacular. And we know that summer is a change in schedule. It's a change in schedule for me. It's hard for me to stick with my routine in the summer. And so we want to talk through that and how we stay connected to the Lord and how we stay connected to our teenagers as the summer comes. So join us. Summer spectacular involves Todd, Tim, and Billy and you. It's like the whole game. I was thinking that Uh, maybe we could have like an ice cream truck show up. So it would really feel like like the summer, you know, four different locations. Can you get some new music for uh, next episode? That'd be awesome. Well, hey, friends, if you need anything, you find us at jbaptist.org slash next gen. We'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Mm